Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel, and uh, we look at uh, the Australian film industry and uh, other. Uh, Australian moving image elements just so that we can realise that there's lots of people out there who are involved in the uh, moving image culture coming out of Australia and uh, oh, just uh, just as a small reminder of the various types of uh, uh, moving image culture there is, uh, Uprise has been um, doing um, uh, artistic Elements all across uh, Melbourne, uh, and uh, they were closed down during COVID, uh, but um, it's opened again. And I went down to a uh, exhibition down at the um, Flinders Street Station, and if you go up the side of it, the right side of the building, you're able to go up many, 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 many flights of stairs until you get to the very top. And uh, that's where the ballroom is, and uh, we get to see the uh, the building itself, which is interesting. And there's a whole range of uh, really fascinating um, art exhibitions in that space, and a couple of them are actually uh, built around um, vi- uh, moving image uh, visuals, which uh, is an interesting way of uh, using the art form. You might be interested in uh, going along and having a look and seeing what they're up to. Uh, But uh, last week I spoke to Scott Dale, who is a director, a film director, a young film director, and uh, and we were really focusing on how his his film, uh, Till Death, uh, was taking Australian talent offshore. It was shot in Bulgaria with a whole lot of uh, the uh, various elements uh, dealt with uh, in um, London and Paris. And uh, so now uh, we're going to actually focus on someone who comes from the outside coming in to uh, uh, Australia to work on a big LA series called La Brea. You may have heard of it. It's actually being, it's it's about, it's apparently about um, a great big sinkhole that's uh, formed near Los Angeles and uh, which is threatening the lives of the main characters and uh, obviously the rest of the world that is surrounding it and uh, the various, and the, uh, I don't know if this is a, 
a spoiler, but apparently it uh, opens up on a a city underneath Los Angeles, which is, you know, all very fascinating and all the rest of it. But it's not being shot in Los Angeles. It's being shot in Melbourne and in regional Victoria, which is fascinating in itself. And I got the opportunity to speak to an actor who uh, is in um, in La Brea, but he's not from here. He's actually Irish and he was actually in uh, uh, Scott Dale's film, uh, Till Death. Uh, um, Owen Mackin, and you might remember uh, Owen Mackin uh, from his role in Merlin. He was Gawain, you know, good old Gawain in Merlin. But of course, he's got many more strings to his bow, and uh, he was in he, recently in Till Death, and uh, he also has just released a film called Here Are the Young Men, which he wrote and directed. So he's a man of many skills. Uh, both Till Death and Here Are the Young Men are going to be opening on Home Entertainment on August the 4th. And of course, we all know that the uh, online uh, um, outlets have become the uh, the place of choice during COVID. Uh, there, I mean, till death we'll get a theatrical release, but uh, you know you can still actually get um, a, a, a look at both of those films. But anyway, that wasn't the point. The real point was that I wanted to ask Owen about what it's like to be a person who works on very large projects and has ended up in Melbourne doing a, a series that's actually American and you're Irish and during COVID you've now ended up here. But before we talk to Owen, here's an important announcement. <laughs> Planet X presents two musically cinematic benefit nights for 3CR at Brunswick Burrito, 102 Henkel Street, Brunswick. On Friday the 13th of August, Golden Fist Productions present the premiere of the Akranoplan's Unconditional Loop promotional film, introduced by the director and Akranoplan's vocalist Simon Strong. The Akranoplan's are also playing acoustically, plus there'll be Soviet psychedelic shorts. On Friday the 20th of August, the new Little Murders documentary Don't Let Go will be screening with a Little Murders acoustic show. The film will be introduced by the director Matt Wilson and Little Murders main man Rob Griffith. And the film tells the story about Rob's long-running mod band Little Murders. There'll also be mystery shorts to round off the night. Burritos and drinks available at 7pm before each session. A donation for tickets is only $20 for one night and $35 for both. Limited tickets available online at planetx3crbenefit.eventbrite.com That's planetx3crbenefit.eventbrite.com And, of course, that's part of the Radiothon fundraiser efforts still going. We haven't quite made our target, but that's okay. You know, and also a reminder to the people who did actually promise money to actually fulfil their promise. I also should mention that uh, the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival, which was 
actually delayed because of the COVID lockdown has been postponed until September the 8th to the 18th. So it will be back for all those people who bought tickets or are keen to find out more about that particular program. But now let's get on with uh, my chat I had with uh, Irish actor Owen Macken, who has landed in Melbourne to make a LA-based La Brea series. I've just seen you in um, Till Death. I've uh, looked at your film, Here Are the Young Men, and you're here in Melbourne shooting a mega American serial called La La Brea. Uh, It must be quite amazing to be in... Uh, going from the two different worlds, you know, a local cultural piece, here are the young men, to transnational cultural products. Can you give us an idea of how that is for an actor like you? I, I, I mean, you, you're, getting, you're getting a bit of a bit of, a, bit of an overload uh, uh, the last few days, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, it's um, um, I've just been, I've been very lucky. I, I, I think, I think, you know, I, I think sometimes that that, that t- things happen and. And it's 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 really it's really fun to be able to go between different types of projects. You know, that's kind of why you end up getting involved in, in filmmaking and television and stuff. But um, I think it's just more timing that it's all all seems to happen at the same time. You know, I think with it, everything's quite quiet the last year and a half, and then stuff all comes to a head with how everything's happened. Um, but no, it's 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 definitely it's definitely fun getting to kind of flip between the different mediums because till death is very different to the. To the to the stuff I'm doing on La Brea, and then that's a very different type of project as well to, to making the film here, and then so it's just kind of I'm just, you know, I guess variety, variety kind of keeps you alive, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess so. But uh, I was wondering, you know, with COVID and stuff, can you give us an understanding of how you, as a person from somewhere else, got to be in Australia to do this? Did you go into lockdown and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, and I had to, had to come into Sydney and do, and do the two week quarantine um, and in, in the hotel, which was which is a bit of a trip. Um, so <clears throat> it was, I mean, I feel very lucky to be able to come to Australia because I hadn't, I hadn't been to Australia before apart from like a week or two um, about seven or eight years ago. So, you know, it's, it's and working here is amazing. The people here in Australia are incredible. But um, <clears throat> yeah, the two week, two week hotel quarantine in Sydney was definitely not something I'd recommend unless you have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's right. We were in about five-week lockdown here, staying in our home, so I've got a vague idea of what it's like, but uh, it's in a foreign place and uh, completely isolated. It's funny because I, I, did, I did a lot of the lockdowns in LA and I've done, I've done them in Ireland as well last year, and it's just when you're in the hotel lockdown, it, you can't really, you know, a lot, a lot of the ones you can't even open the windows and stuff and you're totally stuck there. It's it's different when you're not in your own space. It's a really weird kind of, it's been, I found the lockdowns in LA or, and Dublin got difficult after, you know, a month or two, but there's something about being in a two-week hotel when you just can't even leave your room where it gets really disconcerting, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Um, what's, it, um, what's it like to be shooting a um, serial uh uh, what are the protocols for shooting under these situations? Um, well, you know, it, it's funny because we actually, when we started off shooting, they they, they were following very very strict COVID protocols from when we started. So even before, even before, like when we first started shooting, there wasn't any, any lockdown in in, in Victoria or, or, or Sydney because it hadn't really been any outbreaks. But we've been following these really strict protocols anyway. So when it, when kind of all the lockdown and COVID happened here, everything was already kind of set in place. 
so I, I think they kind of anticipated that just in case. So it's been it's been quite strict how we how we operate on set anyway. So even, even when everything seemed very chill, right during like you know and didn't seem everything was like, like open in Victoria, we were still already filming under those protocols anyway. Well, you know, it's interesting. The um, I was speaking to uh, Scott Dale about Till Death yeah. and how the magic of cinema, a movie making, made uh, a summer Bulgaria into a winter Bulgaria. <laughs> um, it must be. It, it just seemed really strange to hear that uh, we've got a, a LA centric serial being shot in Melbourne and uh, regional Victoria. Uh, are you, how, what's the shoot like? I mean, where, are you shooting down at Dockland? Um, <clears throat> no, we've been shooting, we've been shooting all over. They're, they're, they're shooting, we're, not, they're, we're shooting in like some airports and Avalon Airport and a few different places like that. We've been shooting some of the Docklands and they've been shooting a lot outside and now outside of Melbourne and stuff. And so they've been kind of shooting in, in a couple of kind of concentrated places. I don't know the name of these places, but um, it's been a <clears throat> yeah. It's it, it's it's always interesting. It's always weird, you know. You shoot you shoot these shows and movies, and, and it's it's a tire like like in Bulgaria for till death. You shoot everything as if it's meant to be winter, and you shoot it in like thirty eight degrees in the summer, you know. So it's that's <laughs> But I think that's always how it works, isn't it? You know, you always end up shooting stuff. You're like, all right, really sunny. We got to make it cold, or it's a freezing cold day. And you're like, right, got to pretend like it's sunshine. Yeah, well, it's. uh, I was talking to someone who is an agent for actors here, who said has been sending people along to do obviously uh, bit parts, but everybody has to be able to speak in an LA um, accent, which is key. And uh, tell me about your experiences of accents, because you're Irish, but obviously you were speaking American until death, so. Tell me about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've, I've been working in America for, since since I've kind of got into acting. I, I, I've been moving back and forth to LA. So I've done, I've done a bunch of American projects before. So it's just something you kind of you kind of practice that and get used to. The more practice you do, you know. Um, I mean, obviously, it's it's a lot easier when you're doing American projects and, and you're doing American acts when you're actually in America. <laughs> so <sometimes laughs> it gets a bit disconcerting when everyone's in Australia and you're like, oh, hang on a second, what are we doing here? Oh, yeah, okay, I got into the and you don't want to try and you're trying to learn the Australian dialect because it's got a lovely kind of flow to it. And they're like, nope, gotta gotta not do that. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> no, aboard, aboard. Uh, well, um, I have been interested in the fact that uh, the film that you made, uh, Here Are the Young Men, is a very Dublin centric uh, film. It's uh, your culture, I'm assuming. Are you from Dublin? I am. I'm from Dublin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's your your culture, and you wrote it as well as directing it. Uh, you generally are an actor, but quite clearly you've got uh, skills. Tell us about that experience. Oh, thank you. Um, well, you know, I I kind of I I started directing around the same time as I started acting. I, I kind of found it was it was you know really I just like making films, so I found it was really instructive when I first started acting. We were trying to get a job, and then. It, it was. <clears throat> I started making indie films with, with, with friends of mine and so forth. So then, and this film was kind of, here. The Amazing the first film I've actually had a proper size budget on. I mean, I directed an episode of, of a television show I did in America, but this is the first film I got to make with a proper size budget. And so it was just, <clears throat> it was, a, it was a huge amount of fun because then you get to you get to play with all the play with all the toys, you know. 
Um, and so, I, I, so it's, and, it's, and, it, it, and I tried to work with a lot of the crew I'd worked with before, like a lot, of, a lot of the crew had worked on, on a show called Night Flowers before that. And you know, you kind of want to have a good. It's, I just think filmmaking, if you're lucky enough to, to do it, is just incredibly fun. So here, the was just incredibly. It was very exhausting. It was also incredibly fun getting to do it. Yeah, well, you also know, so. you had a lot of uh, young actors, so I suppose yeah. it was interesting as well. Yeah, we we had a really good vibe, and as like some people I worked with before, some people I hadn't. But you know, I think we hear the men. One of the most important things we had, had some very specific visual and kind of musical identities that wanted to bring through in the film. But also, I think filmmaker, you wanted to have a really good vibe and a good atmosphere, especially with a film like that, because it's a lot about the chemistry of the cast, you know, and there's some dark subject matter, but at the same time, it's got to be, got to be fun and, and exciting and interesting. I think we're lucky enough to make a film, and you got to kind of, <clears throat> you know, work really hard, but also enjoy it. Um, it was nice to see Travis Flimmel there in the film. Yeah, Travis. Travis is brilliant. I, I adore Travis. He, he, he's a he's a phenomenally talented actor, and I think he's, I think he's even more underrated than he actually is because he can do anything, and he, he's just a massive character. So when we when we film with him, it's just the most the most fun, and he just brought so much to it. It was it was, it was <laughs> he's a trip. He's an absolute trip. Yeah, well, uh, the um, thing that's interesting to me is, I, I mean, I saw you in, I was a bit of an avid fan of Merlin. I, I liked for Merlin. And then here you are being, you know, Mr. Nice uh, Gawain, followed by <laughs> in t uh, Till Death, your uh, sociopathic, um, what do you call it, a, a sadist, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I know it, it's funny because when Scott, you know, <clears throat> I blame Scott for that part because Scott, uh, you know, Scott had all these ideas and, and how, he, how he wants that character to be. And it's, it's sometimes it's kind of interesting because he had all, you know, we had, we had a long chat about, about some of the kind of psychological idiosyncrasies of playing that type of character. And it's kind of, it can be really exhilarating and fun to play, to play a kind of a, a dark character like that because it's kind of like a, weird make-believe thing but at the same time then you're like this is a really weird character we're doing these scenes are strange so it's a it's an odd it's an odd mix sometimes when, when, when you have to go to those dark places but you're like all right this is, we'll see what happens here just, just do it so with this this uh, series i mean it's quite clearly as an actor you i mean you play a part like gawain which takes you out of sure. out of um uh just Ireland or England, it becomes national, international, and uh, you get part of. Uh, you've got an agent, I guess, in America, and you get sure. put forward for parts. Is that how you got this particular part? Sure. Oh, is that yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's it's. I've worked with NBC before. I, I did a show with them after I finished Merlin. I did a show called The Night Shift, which is straight after I finished Merlin. Um, and so I saw it kind of, <clears throat> um, I guess, I guess it's like anything that you, once you start to get to know people and you work with people and then they know your body work and stuff. I got to tell you that I, I, I do, I still, I'm still in touch with, with Tom, with Tom Hopper and, and, and Bradley and Alex and that to tell me we and Rupert a lot. And like, we all miss Marlon because that was like one of the most enjoyable, fun filming experiences ever. You know, we really had a great time doing that. So there's not many shows that will come close to kind of touching the, the kind of, the, the the fun we had making that show to be honest well it was fun to watch i enjoyed it <laughs> yeah and that's the thing but it was fun to make we had a great time we're just rocking around on horses and whales and, we, and all the all the cast and crew were really close we just had a really nice time none of us wanted that series to end you know 
So I think I think that kind of comes across in the show where where I get, you could tell everyone's like enjoying making it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, so I, I mean, I noticed. Uh, I mean, I suppose with a series like this, you don't know how long it's going to go on for. It, sure. You know, on the, the it's only just begun, right? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're halfway through filming, so it doesn't air in America until September, and then, then from then, I guess, September, then it's like how the American shows work, you know, like every show, you see if, it, if it's successful, they like it, and then see what happens from there. All right, so uh, what? When's you, when do you finish? What do you What do? You do as a, you're just a flexible guy. Yeah, well, you know, at the moment, I don't really live anywhere, because I lived in America, I lived in L.A., and then, and then COVID happens. I came back to Ireland to do a, a movie last year after Till Death, and now I'm here. So kind of, I think at the moment I live in Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least we're going into summer, I suppose. Yeah, I, I mean, oh man, I can't, I, I can't wait till, till I, I've been told all these stories of how hot Australia is. You know, all yeah. these videos of sunny Australia, and I've just been in lockdown in Victoria in the cold, and every day I go outside and it's Irish weather. So I think it's all a lie. Yeah. All this, all this Australian heat's a lie to me so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Victoria is supposed to be the temperate state, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't tell me that either. <laughs> I've discovered that since I got here. I'm I'm really interested in this business about transnational cultural products because it's like um like Disney owns half the world, you know, entertainment world. And um, when do you think you will be able to um, make movies that Tell us about where you come from. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I guess that's kind of sort of where here the amen is to an extent, you know. And and, and I've written a couple of books, which are all. I mean, the first book I wrote is all heavily Irish, you know, based off my my experience growing up. And and I brought some of that into into here the amen. Um, and and the next book I write, I'm writing is, is is also based in in Dublin and is kind of sort of loosely based in some of my own experiences. And and I'm going to hopefully turn that into a film. So I kind of. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I like to try and I, I just like making stories and writing. So I'm kind of some of the stuff I write ends up being more American based, but some ends up being more Irish based. It's kind of more just about making stories that that just that kind of appeal to you. You know, I don't want to just make um, projects or stories that are, that are specifically just Irish, um, unless it's unless it feels like it's something that feels appropriate. I mean, here the amend for me, I I, w- I would hope has more of a universal appeal, so it could be set anywhere, because it, from a thematic point of view, it just happens to be set in Dublin, and it's obviously got a lot of Irish colloquialism, but it's a very Irish movie, but at the same time, I wanted it to have that sort of universal storyline appeal, where this this could be, you know, the, these are these are important moral questions that, that happen to, to young men all over the world, which people need to, to think about, you know? Yeah, 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 I do. Uh, I, 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 it's interesting to me, because um, with so many different people, uh, you know, like so many different people acting um, from people from other places, uh, yeah. the, the body movements, the um, not just the accents, but the body movements and the normalcy of uh, a, a way of life uh, is different. And I was wondering how it feels for you to become American uh, in a program because you have to become physically American in a sense, don't you? Yeah, I know. I, I well, that, that's actually true, and, and it's interesting because and that goes back to some of the accent stuff as well. And I, I think it's like when you play certain characters, you do your body moves slightly differently, hold yourself different. And <clears throat> I think with the American, you know, I think Americans are, are slightly more 
confident and a bit and a bit and a bit sort of brasher than than, than, a, than an Irish person would be to an extent. So we end up tending to be a little bit quieter, and have a, you know we have a slightly different sense of humour and stuff. So it's kind of more about just just getting a feel for what for what that kind of I think sometimes the accent kind of a, a brings you into the character or vice versa, you know. But then, but then that's also a lot of the fun of it because then you get to you get to think about it from a different point of view. You know, if you're playing an Irish character, it's funny. It's like you know, you end up saying things differently and reacting totally differently, and your body moves differently, and you, you have a you have a different sense of sarcasm. And so, yeah, sometimes you don't even think about that because you just end up becoming the character, and it just becomes naturally. All right, I'm American now. Just kind of roll with it, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Do you read a lot? Just as a matter of interest? Uh, yeah, pretty much all the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I've just been reading some short stories by this woman called Amy Himple, um, who's okay. American, and I, it just blows my mind the way she writes, And it's, but it's so American in the terms of, like you said, the irony and the sarcasm, which is not mainstream, but maybe is. We don't always sure. see see that on um, American movies. You know what I mean? Like they don't. Sure. Yeah. And so I was wondering about that. I was wondering if uh, it's very refreshing to get a real look into the way people uh, are in different places. Like I've just been reading some Irish short stories too, and the way oh, they. Have, think... have, have you have you read the? There's a really if you like short stories, there's a really great Irish writer called Colin Barrett. <laughs> yeah, he, there's a movie that came out last year with Barry Keown. It's called Cam with Horses, and it's based off it's based off a short story actually. And it's it's this short story writer called Colin Barrett. And he Google Colin Barrett. All of his stories are published in like the New York Times initially, and it's this really fascinating um, anthology of short stories, all set in the west of Ireland. And it, and and it's like one of the most just like interesting collections of short stories I have read in a long time. They're really specific Irish specific to the west of Ireland. Um, just if that's the kind of thing you're into. Yeah, well, no, that's what I was thinking because um, there is something very specific about the way people think and move and the jokes, uh, and it's really illuminating to people from other places to actually hear those honest voices. So that's why I was asking you what it's like to actually be uh, dovetailed into a world that's uh, not your world. It's funny, you know. I think I think um, I, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting thing being Irish, whereby um, we end up being quite close to America. And um, like, I mean, a, a lot a lot of the authors, like my favorite authors when I was growing up, ended up being like Steinbeck and and Cork McCarthy, and and and, and then a lot. I read a lot of Kutsi as well from South, from South African, but a lot of the kind of literature that being exposed to it's either kind of British or, or American, and we end up having a lot of American influences, I think, in Ireland. So. And, and there's a huge amount of Irish people in, in America, so there's kind of a closeness to that. Yeah. Um, so I've always kind of felt an affinity, like I've got family who live in New York and San Francisco and so forth. So I think there's always that kind of affinity between the American and the Irish. I... And we'll leave it there. That was a fascinating little conversation that I had with Owen Macon, who is an international actor, but uh, a person who, and he's in Melbourne uh, for... Uh, Shooting down at the Rocklands and other parts of Victoria, this uh, big Los Angeles-based uh, series called La Brea. Anyway, a big, big deal. Uh, and hopefully there's Australian actors who are also getting a part of the pie. Uh, coming up next is Asia... Oh, sorry. No, it's not. It's uh, published or not. 
of course it is. And we'll go out with uh, a bit of Mia Dyson. been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.